how are you? Hi, Mikhail, I'm cool. <laughs> How's Moscow? Um, it's great. It was sunny today and um, it's actually summer here, so it's not really cold and as we have in the winter, like minus 30 degrees. But you live in Poland, it's also cold there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's, uh, it's a bit sunny, but uh, I guess nobody wants to, you know, wants to hear about weather. So, yeah, so what, what, um, what are we going to discuss today? What fascinating topics are on the, on the table? Uh, I mean, many as always. Uh, we always have some things to argue about, to have different opinions, as well as uh, like common opinions. Um, so, uh, last time we talked a lot about privacy concerns and how to live in the modern world without uh, fear and what's the best strategy to not compromise yourself online and not to live in the forest. Um, kind of, uh, we discussed those issues. Uh, so, do you have any particular topic you want to discuss today? Yeah, what I was interested in was, uh, you know, let's say, because you work as a psychologist at um, a plastic surgery clinic, right? Yeah, actually, um, right now I'm at the clinic in the cabinet. So um, next time maybe I will uh, join the video with my phone so that uh, we can uh, have a walk around the clinic and I will show some different rooms and stuff. It's going to be interesting. So your question is about the place I work at, right? Yeah. No, no. I mean, so, so, you know, so um, if I, for example, took a plastic surgery, then what sort of, um, let's say, psychological help would I need? Would I, uh, you know, you know, how would you begin treating me? Let's say yeah. my face is different, and uh, now I go through like a process of, I don't know, being reintroduced to my face. What's what's the process? Uh, yeah, it's one aspect of all this psychological counseling, plastic surgery. But first of all, if a patient comes to the clinic. Uh, it needs to be evaluated whether it's suitable for plastic surgery. I mean, I have to, uh, not only a psychologist decides if a person is suitable to take a to have surgery. I mean, uh, before- Why is that? Uh, What's uh, the, you know, what makes some, somebody unsuitable, for example? You know, let's yeah, say, I thought yeah. anybody could just take a, you know, could just do a surgery. Yeah, but it's not, actually not the case. Um, so, so let's just imagine like a patient comes to the clinic. At first, uh, he, it has, an appointment with a plastic surgeon. And um, on this appointment, they discuss different aspects of what patient wants and stuff. Well, for example, a woman comes and says, you know, I'm getting old. I want my face to be lifted. I like, uh, I want my cheeks to be uh, in shape again and, and stuff. And the surgeon just listens and says what's possible and what's not. Um, and uh, if uh, the patient is adequate, uh, the surgeon uh, kind of prescribes several appointments to other doctors before scheduling the surgery. For example, they need to go to uh, like different doctors, including general therapists, who prescribes uh, a lot of blood works, for example, and other health-related uh, tests. Um, and only if those are okay, and uh, like there are no contradictions to take the surgery, uh, it will be allowed so, to take the surgery. And also, so, one, of the, one of the things like, um, uh, needed to be allowed the surgery is to go through a psychologist. Uh, and when patients come to me, uh, I evaluate them on kind of several main domains. First of all, if uh, they have some underlying psychological condition that need to be uh, kind of considered, for example, if a person has dysmorphophobia, it's a big concern like we have to talk about that first because uh, if the person has this this one dysmorphophobia or, dysmorphophobia or in english it's actually usually called body dysmorphic disorder if you if you heard about it okay okay so okay, okay. like it's a condition when a person has an absolutely kind of overproportionate concern about a minimal defect in his appearance for example uh, a person has one nostril like half a millimeter bigger than the other nostril and for all the surrounding people, uh, it's absolutely not a big deal and no one even noticed that. But the patient itself is like, 
he can't live with that. Uh, he can't go out because he thinks that like people only notice his nostrils and they only think about his nostrils. And um, that's actually a sign of pathology. And uh, the thing is like when such a person appears in a clinic, a surgeon can't help him because the surgery itself won't fix the issue because the issue by its nature is uh, psychological. And no matter uh, how successful the surgery will be, uh, the person won't be satisfied either way. Okay, so so uh, let's say I enter the you know the clinic and I want to you know do do a plastic surgery and then they send me to you. Uh, what questions do you ask me? Yeah, first of all, I evaluate your kind of history of mental illness. Um, if it's clear, how how do you do that? So 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 do you not simply ask me questions? Do you have to like go into some history, like you know, into paperwork or? Uh, yeah, but. It's not that strict, you know, we are not in army or something else like we don't you do like a complete evaluation of person's history. So basically I rely on what person tells me. Like, okay, so, it, so it ask is, me, so, so, yeah. so ask me something, you know, ask me, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, like I'm a real patient and I want to yeah. uh, do a plastic surgery, you know, like ask um, me specific questions. Yeah. So I will ask you, do you have any prior uh, history of mental illness? No. No, you don't. So have you ever been on an appointment to a psychologist or a psychiatrist? No. No. Have you ever taken a psychiatric medication? Uh, which is, what would be included? Um, in like um, antidepressants, uh, like mood-modifying drugs, benzodiazepines, like uh, anxiety drugs and stuff. Have you ever taken right, so, so No. So, so if I answered no to all of those, then, then I would be cleared to, to do like change my face and, and that is good. Uh, not entirely. That uh, only was about uh, like mental health related issues. Uh, after that, I will ask you about your actual motivation to do the surgery. And I want to hear like a reasonable explanation why you want to do that. If uh, you tell me like you want to do the surgery because you want to look like, I don't know, um, what's a beautiful uh, actor. Uh, like I forgot, uh, name one beautiful actor, like handsome actor, <laughs> M male or female? Okay, yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt um, or something. Brad Pitt, yeah. You, you you come and say I want to look like Brad Pitt, and that's mm -hmm. not a really good motivation because you can't. I mean, it's not possible, and uh, um, probably it will be of concern to me. Also, if you say I want the surgery because I have some difficulties in life right now, I have hard times at my work. I was fired, I don't know, and I want to get the job back. And kind of, I right. think that the surgery will help me with this endeavor. Uh, that's also mm. not a good answer. A good answer would be, uh, for a female mostly, because most of the patients are female, a good answer would be, uh, I want to do the surgery because just I have these issues, uh, my face uh, became older, and I want just to kind of lift the face and uh, I don't expect much, but uh, I'm sure I will look a bit younger as I was a few years ago. That's a reasonable motivation to do the surgery, right? And what was the most interesting case that you, uh, you know, that you came across so far in your practice? Um, there was a case of a man with body dysmorphic disorder. Um, it, uh, uh, he came uh, with a concern with his nose. And um, after talking to him, I realized um, that there is nothing wrong with his nose, but rather with his personal life. He recently got... Um, his girlfriend um, kind of left him uh, and her reason was that his nose looks like a potato <laughs> or something, uh, even though it doesn't. I mean, but he got so <laughs> concerned over the fact that he ended right. up in a plastic surgery clinic and um, the surgeon actually denied him the surgery and uh, kind of scheduled an appointment with me. So we talked and um, we had some therapy about uh, those uh, things and his concerns. 
and um, uh, eventually he got over the fact that uh, he doesn't like his nose and he used to, uh, he uh, kind of found uh, that his nose is actually nice looking and uh, the major kind of influence was his new spouse that uh, kind of convinced him that his appearance is just fine ah okay okay so he found a new uh, yeah. partner and yeah. and now his nose is fine yeah yeah and okay. it's not a big surprise because indeed um what we think about ourselves is hugely dependent on on what others tell us and what others uh, kind of consider about our appearance if you're yeah, constantly uh, told that you're ugly you will eventually kind of uh, uh, lean forward or to think that you are ugly too yeah maybe we could uh, you know proceed to that topic of uh, age difference in um, in couples because you know because i think uh, you know maybe there's a lot of you know i'm not sure but maybe there are people who you know do plastic surgeries because they want to um, let's say minimize the difference in, in appearance between uh, between you know them yeah. and their partner for example yeah yeah exactly like mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and uh, um, as you know many of the patients here are female most of them like 95% mm -hmm. i guess and indeed uh, a substantial proportion of them tell and tell the surgeons that they have a younger husband or something like that and they want to look uh, more similar to him to his age and uh, so that the age gap is less noticeable uh, also some women are concerned about if they uh, give birth uh, a bit older in their age like in, in their 40s or something and they have a concern that their child will uh, kind of be ashamed of an old looking mother uh, so they want to look younger uh, for their child okay and, and are there other concerns in uh, you know when you interview these ladies uh, you know what are other things that um uh, that they go into because you know let's say appearance is, is the one thing that they are worried uh, is going to let's say put a divide or let's say um distance them from their husband or, or, or partner but you know what are what are the other things that they worry uh, you know in that age difference you know age gap situation you know what's what, what do they what are they concerned with yeah also. In, in this kind of case when uh, there is an age gap present between uh, the older female and the younger male so um, basically uh, lots of women are concerned about their husband eventually leaving uh, to a younger woman I mean and mm -hmm. that's a natural kind of thing this way they want to uh, especially uh, look better uh, to mm -hmm. keep uh, their husband uh, loving them and be attracted to them and plastic surgery is a way to enhance your appearance uh, especially when your body gets older there are certainly ways to fix that for example uh, many areas of the body are kind of uh, susceptible to aging and plastic surgery is uh, certainly able to fix that uh, the breast abdomen the face everything can be fixed to a large degree uh, so a woman can kind of uh, look about 10 15 20 years younger and in those cases do uh, do you interview both both sides of the of, of the equation or just just the person who wants to do the surgery uh, you know, do you uh, also ask questions to the other party I would love to interview both, but most of the time it's just the patient. Uh, maybe when I will further my practice, I will also invite uh, family members and uh, just for uh, the sake of helping them making the, to make the right decision, not just to evaluate them or something. Um, and uh, in general, I try to uh, kind of keep the relationship with my patients to be of helpful manner and uh, to not only evaluate them, but also help in other areas of their life, lives if they are in need of that. Um, so, and of, of course, tell, talking to their partner will, would be a right thing to do. Um, but what else can I say about it? Yeah, that's kind of the scheme. Hmm, okay. 
So have we uh, exploit? You know, have we um, exhausted the topic, or, or, or shall we go go you know deeper into? I guess we should go deeper. It's an interesting topic. I guess we can uh, kind of uh, talk about all this episode if you want, um, because sure. there's lots to say about it, and uh, I have lots of ideas about it. And um, uh, first of all, we should say that it's uh, becoming more and more popular nowadays uh, yes. with uh, kind of new moral standards and values, and uh, our society is changing, and economic structure of society is changing. Probably those all are some influences that uh, explain the modern. Uh, popularity of this kind of relationship arrangement yeah i think you know i think people just view this uh, let's say um a relationship marketplace as something that is pretty much unlimited you know you don't don't really have you're not really constrained by uh by the social norms of what is considered to be uh natural or let's mm -hmm. say uh what people think is going to um, be sustainable right because you know who, who um you know it's it's not um the, the, the actual um uh, let's say success, uh, success. Um, you know, the, the percentage of of, of successful couples uh, in in let's say the same age group. Uh, I'm you know, I'm not sure about st statistics, but uh, uh, you know I wouldn't say the age is is a big factor. You know, you can be compatible uh, with uh, you know with the other person if you know if you know if you uh, if you belong to different age groups. You know, uh, also right. So. Yeah, certainly. And uh, um, I would claim that even uh, with the age difference, the probability of success is higher. Uh, Probably because uh, the other, the older partner, is more experienced and more wise in a way. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that's uh, the main factor. And if you look like when uh, a couple is of the same age, they uh, kind of uh, exist in uh, a similar domain. They both are focused on the same things. They have similar things happening in their lives and so on. And I wouldn't say that's necessarily beneficial. And uh, in many ways, it's uh, boring. I, d I don't know. Um, um, by the way, what's your, your age now? Uh, 30. Oh, you're 30. I'm 27. So yeah. you're actually three years older than me. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think you know. I think in terms of variety, uh, it's definitely more varied uh, when there's an age gap because you know you've got sort of different problems on a personal level. You're, you're also at different point in, in, in your careers. Uh, so I, I I believe it's uh, and both parties have a lot to gain because you, you just have. Um, you know, I mean, it depends what somebody is somebody is actually looking for. You know, if somebody is looking for the, the you know, let's say, you know, let's say they want to show off their um, partner and they want to, uh, I don't know, attend parties where they, let's say, present the other side as, as you know, as them. As, yeah, it's called as escorts, the, right? Yeah, know, you know, yeah, as, yeah. yeah you know, as the evidence of their worth, then, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you should uh, go for the same age group and the same, let's say, um, social status and, and, and all those things, because otherwise, you know, people are always trying to uh, hedge for um, for for risk, uh, yeah, for for risks in in relationships. So so they're trying to minimize differences. But I don't see this as a as a good strategy because then, what is going to you know what makes uh, you know to to you know if you're the same as the other person or or, or have or have a lot of common uh, you know a lot of common features, then I don't I, I think you're just going to see the reflection of yourself in the other person, and that's kind of uh, that, that's not a pleasant sight. I think. You're not going to enjoy what you see because you're going to see yourself, you know, mostly, right? Right. So right. Uh, I, I don't think it's a it's a very exciting sight to to you know to to see every day, right? Because there's nothing new, right? You know, you, you just experience the you know the, the sort of uh, the, the the copy of your own issues in the other person, you know, to you know to a large extent, I think, right? Yeah, so that's true. And uh, the probability of that happening with an older partner is much less. I mean, with, whereas there, where there is an age age gap present. 
right? Yeah. So, and also I want to point out that you can't equalize uh, as the same an age difference between man and woman and woman and man. I mean, uh, it's absolutely a different thing when and the age gap is like man is older than female and mm -hmm. the opposite when the female is older than man. Um, it's uh, absolutely two different uh, universes, I guess. <laughs> you can, uh, there are um, not many common things with those arrangements, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's it's just a different story, right? Because yeah, yeah, it's difficult to explain. I think people intuitively understand what we mean when we say you know um, that is not the same, right? But mm -hmm. it's, it's it's a difficult topic to to, to go into because uh, yeah, we'd have to probably name like like you know specifics like I don't know like Trump or Macron because they put you know they put things you know I don't know their story, but but I guess it's um you know the dynamic is different, right? I think. Yeah, and I guess uh, Trump has a much younger wife, right? And Macron has a much yeah. older one. Yeah, and uh, uh, actually the span is about 50 years. So uh, it's actually fascinating that a relationship may develop uh, with a person who is like 25 years younger than you and also 25 older than you. And so uh, there is a lot of uh, potential mates to choose from if you uh, are more acceptable of an age gap. Otherwise, you have to narrow a lot if you are just looking for a person who is uh, two uh, plus two minus years older or younger than you. So you have a much more probability to find the right person if you consider other age groups as well. Do you get my idea? Sure. Uh, I think you know if we view uh, this, um, um, you know, let's say the. Uh, you know, the, the the available pool of people as this sort of marketplace, and and, and you've got those products, you know, people floating around, and you've got. Yeah. Uh, you know, I also we're like always, we're always looking for for the. Yeah, we're mm -hmm. always looking for for the best uh, product we can afford, right? Because not uh, you know, let's say I like let's say I don't know some princess from the UK, right? So you know, it doesn't matter really because I can't afford her in terms of uh, you know the the actual fit, the actual match. Because you know, there's a uh, you know I might uh, you know she might be appealing to to me, but I might not be appealing to her, right? So so there needs to be this this match in this um, in this marketplace. But but at the same time, I, I believe if people um, find somebody who's older, you know, let's say much older. And uh, it seems like uh, the actual value that they derive from that person, from from spending the time with that person, is is so much higher than than anybody else. You know, you know, either older or younger or, or the same age. Then, then you know, then that uh, that one factor, that age difference, seems to be irrelevant because if there's no other product that could meet your expectations, then you're screwed. I mean, you have to go with the you know with that older product. You know, let's say it's it's an iPhone four, for example. Right? <laughs> So, you know, so if, you know, if that product does everything you, you, you need it to do and it's just, you know, it seems like a good fit, then, then you would probably do yourself harm if you went for a, I don't know, iPhone, iPhone 16 Pro <laughs> because, 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 you know, because then, you know, maybe, maybe it's going to be the, the latest thing. Maybe it's going to have all the features, but at the same time, maybe you just don't need them. You know, maybe you just, you just want that, that specific set of features that this other product has. And, uh, and for me, it's a it's a very easy choice, right? I mean, if you if you want to show off your iPhone and your product, then okay, you know, go for the latest one, right? But if if you just have um, uh, if there's a if that product is just the best you can find and the best you can possibly afford, and and uh, no other product is, is is actually going to stick with you, uh, which is going to you know let's say have higher value for you as a, you know as an individual, then then I mean you you've got no choice. It's it's like you know, would you rather uh, you, you, uh, would you rather go for the best possible option, or would you go for the for the option which is for you know from, from some you know for some uh, reasons is is let's say viewed as the best because it's got the best chances of success, it's going to receive updates and stuff like that, right? It's, yeah. You know, maybe you know maybe the iPhone comparison is you know is, is not going to work every time, but I think uh, you know I strongly believe that uh, just people just have to gel and, and and match and mix in a way that is just 
uh, that just works because otherwise uh, you're just doing yourself uh, a huge you know uh, a huge harm and and, and disfavor that they say I guess and um, it's really not for uh, for people to choose oftentimes because they you know you just come across a, a given you know set of features and you know, and you're screwed right <laughs> so, yeah so, so uh, what do you think of that sort of interpretation yeah certainly I am a proponent of the idea that relationship market is really a market I mean that's a very good way to consider it as a free market economy where uh, people are products and each of them has a certain value. I mean, um, there is even a term, I guess, mating value, uh, mm -hmm. mate value. And uh, for example, let's consider we can assign each person a number of value from, from zero to 10, for example. And basically we can really rank people uh, assigning each of them a certain number. And uh, most of the time a relationship will be a success when people who, are, who match have the same mating value. For example, one is five and the other one five and a half. When, but in a situation when one is five and the other one is nine, this uh, relationship is likely to fail because um, the person with a higher mate value is likely to leave because he will uh, feel himself like he's out of the league and uh, he may opt for something of higher value. Uh, so, uh, and, you know, I feel like having a relationship with an age gap is kind of like hacking the system. I mean, uh, because most of the people aren't going this way and uh, you aren't competing on the same kind of rules. And yes. so mm -hmm. uh, you may find a much better uh, and uh, partner and a person who will, you will lo love uh, like immensely uh, just kind of hacking the system in a way it is so because uh, uh, it's a strategy that's not uh, being exploited by many people so you have much less um, kind of uh, noise there you can look for a person uh, I mean I guess you, you understand my idea right <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a niche, right? It's like an yeah. economic niche where, yeah. you know, where no, not many people are trying to ex explore uh, this sort of, you know, these, these, these opportunities in, yeah. in, in a given space, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. let me see. I, I got uh, an idea how to explain it. For example, let us say we have a woman of certain age and most of the time uh, she is um, hit by partners that are of her of, or of age older than her. Like people mm -hmm. who try to pursue her are usually of her age or older. And imagine mm -hmm. suddenly a person who is younger than her starts to compete for her. And this way you have kind of an adaptable, undoubtable advantage because you are in a way much different and you have qualities that no other may possess. And um, uh, this way you have a lot of advantage, I guess. And this yeah, way indeed, it can indeed, work yeah. a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, um, and, and you can also, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to dig into another problem of what kind of problems we face when we have a relationship of younger male and older female. But you can see your comments and then I will dig into this. Sure. I think, I think as you said, uh, you can really, you know, as an individual being younger, you, you can probably afford a much, uh, you know, let's say a, a, a feature-rich product, right? But at the same time, um, I think you can, you know, going back to, um, uh, to, let's say, what you said, Cool. Um, so I think uh, just going back to what, what you said about um, the, you know, the fit between two, two people, uh, you know, I think when when you don't limit yourself to let's say people of the same age group, I think then uh, then you can just uh, like there was this quote that love is, is a is a reflection of somebody's values, right? So 
So I even I even have that quote here. So I might might as well you know read it now. Love is the expression of one's values. The, the greatest reward you can earn for the moral qualities you have achieved in your character and person. Uh, the emotional. Uh, okay, I, I have. Uh, you know, you know, maybe I'll just start over because, you know, because you know, the way that should be, you know, the way that should be read is should be in a way that's actually under, you know, understandable. So uh, I'll start again. So love is the expression of one's values and uh, the greatest reward you can earn for the moral qualities you have achieved in your character and person. The emotional price paid by one man for the joy he receives from the virtues of another. So uh, what, uh, what this essentially, you know, what, what I think it means basically is that, um, is that, you basically work on your own uh, features. Let's say you know you also being a product, right? So or or, or you know you being a set of uh, you know characters and and and, and virtues. You you know you work around this earth and you you know you sort of struggle every day. And then all of a sudden uh, you know there's somebody who actually is or might be a reflection of your values. But but let's say he's uh, 15 years older or, or she is, right? And then you, you think, okay, so uh, am I really? Uh, you know, do I really want this reward for all the features uh, I possess, or am I just going to say, actually, no, I, I, I don't want that. You know, that I don't want that reward. I just want to, uh, you know, go for the same age, and then possibly not find that reward for the next 20 years because you know because you might be struggling for for a long time to to achieve the same level of fit or the same, and you know, or, or let's say the same uh, set of features that you desire, for example, right? Right. And uh, I should also say that um, we don't have much uh, opportunities in life to set up a very long and dedicated and serious relationship. I guess life uh, gives each person about two or three opportunities in life to really find a person with whom they can spend their life together. And uh, um, if you happen to meet uh, a person uh, that seems to be the right one and he's just like 15 years old, <laughs> um, I think yeah. it's, it doesn't have to be an obstacle in any way to uh, consider this person to become your partner for life. Yeah, because, you know, if we just look at uh, the world and, and all the rules, yeah, they're sort of, you know, to me at least, they seem to be, you know, like a guidance, you know, it's advisable for you to behave a certain way, right? You know, let's say if, but, but to me, it was always, it, it always seemed like, okay, if you're, uh, if you let's say if your tolerance for a pain or for uh, dissatisfaction and and and, and uh, pleasure and pain and other things if it's very low then yes just follow you know follow the, those those acceptable routes because you just can't you know you wouldn't be able to handle anymore and, mm -hmm. and let's say you you might be broken by by any uh, expressions of um, of let's say you know something original or, or weird right so um, if you know if people uh, view themselves as as as, as a generic rep in the representation of, of of humanity, then okay, fine, and then just follow all the rules that you think are going to lead you to a fulfilling life. But um, but it's sort of like a contradiction in terms, right? Because uh, I don't think following uh, what everybody else uh, is is doing, uh, I don't think that's going to lead you to a real fulfillment, right? Because by definition, uh, you know, carving your own uh, path and your own destiny and your own fate, uh, you know, has um, has a risk in in the process. You know, it's it's sort of built into the process, right? If you're not going to explore and you're not going to risk, uh, you know, making a mistake, then you might also risk not um, not getting those huge rewards, right? You know, not you know, not hitting those big uh, big uh, not finding those big prizes, for example, right? Right. And uh, what you mentioned might work uh, for an average person, and there are really a lot of average people. And uh, for many of them, uh, following the guidance and kind of rules set by others is a good strategy. But uh, I personally, I certainly don't feel average by many regards. Uh, and I, I proved my life to be not an average. And I, um, uh, this way, I, I'm get, I'm, I got used to uh, have something different in my life and follow some kind of unconventional uh, route. And how about you? 
yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, to, to, I've always, you know, I sort of don't understand many things people find uh, normal, like, I don't know, like caring about what other people think, you know, it's like, like who, who cares? It's, it's like, you know, nobody's going to uh, actually die for you. So why should anyone live your life for you? Right. Uh, so, I mean, to me, it's like a no brainer, but it seems like it's not a common knowledge in, in, in society for people to, you know, to just do what they think is right. I mean, obviously you're constrained by uh, multiple rules of morality and, and, and good taste and, and things like that. But uh, I certainly don't think that, let's say in this case, engaging with a younger or older, older partner is, you know, violates uh, rules of good taste because, uh, because, you know, who defines that, right? But I think, you know, as long as, as people don't uh, hurt uh, one another and, and just stay within, uh, within some, some, um, some you know some some guidelines that you know that that just make them um let's say you know that that, that allow them to uh, cohabit uh, with other people and then you know and then and then um and then not you know not uh, hurt other people then i think everything is pretty much allowed right yeah and also um you got me thinking like another reason for a person finding an older partner maybe uh, that person is way more intelligent than people of his age and he's just uh, looking for someone who he, who actually able to match his kind of uh, intelligence and uh, uh, maturity, I guess. Um, I, can see, uh, I clearly can imagine a person, uh, like for example, of 20 years, uh, that, he, that has an intelligence of a 35 years old person. And what are you gonna do? I mean, uh, you look at your peers and you are just annoyed by them or they are just terribly boring. And I guess for that kind of person, it might be a good solution to look for older partners. Sure, sure, definitely, uh, because you're just compelled to. You, you know, as, as we said previously, there's you don't really have much choice. If if that's your constitution and you uh, you're just drawn to certain people, then you know your your alternative would be to just I don't know to yoke, to lock yourself at home and, and say no, no, it's just just too scary. I'm not going to explore these things because uh, because you know because let's say it's not mm, let's say an average person doesn't do that, right? Uh, you know, you don't really have much choice if you're really after a a well-spent life and a fulfilled life, then you should probably surround yourself with people who just, um, let's say, resonate uh, with your uh, values, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's really a wonder when you find such a person and it doesn't matter the age um, and even the age uh, can add more uh, spice. Kind spice. Of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah spice. It because you are of different kind of times. You were raised at different times and uh, different uh, uh, cultural trends and uh, you have lots to share and to, to experience from each other and to, to learn as well uh, kind of the younger person uh, can bring his use and uh, useful values into the relationship and the older can bring kind of uh, uh, wisdom and uh, uh, stability i would say and kind of uh, conservative values and uh, overall i guess it uh, equalizes in a very good match yeah, yeah, it's a very good package because uh, older people are pro probably looking for some more energy, for some more enthusiasm that you know that maybe they don't naturally feel anymore, right? And and when they are uh, surrounded, or let's say when they spend time with a partner who is younger, then and then they have got a lot to gain. And 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 the same goes for you know for the older for the younger person. It's like you know you don't really uh, you know all the features that the younger person possess, you already sort of can to some extent find in your own psyche, right? Mm -hmm. But things that uh, can be offered by by older older people and their viewpoints and their ideas. Uh, yeah, you know they are out there, but you now have you now could probably take advantage of them um, by just sharing the life with somebody older, right? So yeah, it's a very good point. I, I didn't even think about that. It's a very good point. Like you really can't find anything of that sort in yourself, uh, just because it's uh, a completely different thing. Uh, certainly, it's like a unique uh, opportunity for you to 
to grow and to fulfill your life and become more intelligent in a way too. Yeah, there's you know there's certainly a wisdom that comes simply you know maybe not simply by living uh, a longer life and by going through more years, because you know many people would disagree, but certainly there there, there there's a you know there's this um, uh, there's this value uh, that uh, that that can be gained uh, by interfacing with an older person, um, and when that older person also cares for you and, and, and you know and, and and you can exchange ideas, right? Um, yeah. 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 So so we. Have we exploited the, the, the topic or, or, or maybe, uh, yeah, or have we got anything to add? Um, I can always talk about that. It's an interesting topic. Um, maybe it's just uh, the time for us uh, to wrap up because you have to allow your kids into the room and uh, it's basically lots of time. I also, I'm just, uh, right now I'm at work and yeah. I have another 30 minutes to return to home. And uh, yeah, also it, it's uh, about uh, uh, half past nine already in Moscow. And I yeah. see by the change in the lighting that the sun uh, has set in your part of the world. Right? Yeah. Yes, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah. So cool. um, even I, I feel the lack, maybe um, it's not really enough for me. Uh, what do you think? Maybe it's, it would be reasonable for us to talk like three times a week. What do you think? Or it's uh, hard to arrange? Um, yeah, at this time it's a bit hard, but, but maybe in the future, you know, when we have, you know, let's say a lot of topics and, and, and I've got uh, more time. Uh, that then, then for sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually have a feeling like we um, can't uh, like run out of ideas or topics to discuss, especially uh, after we uh, will uh, invite other people to join us. I feel like very yeah, positive exactly. about all this thing. Like it, uh, it really uh, uh, rarely happens because um, how many people I have in life, and probably I have no one with whom I can talk for so long and so much and for many different topics. Um, so. Mm, um, we should value it and exploit it. <laughs> yeah, it's like this this video that that we uh, brought up last time, but we we haven't really you know uh, explored too much. You know, yeah, this, we, this... we have discussed it actually, but yeah. remember the time we didn't hit the record button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, so we did discuss it. Okay. Yeah. We need to talk, you know, talk about that because it's it's a really interesting reflection of our times, where where you're just you've got thousands of friends on Facebook or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I personally don't, don't use social media, but I think there's this sense of uh, loneliness because. Because yes, we need to talk about that. You know, we need to explore why why that is. Uh, you know, yeah. you know what what is it that draws people to go on YouTube and, and record a fifteen minute video in desperation, really? Because you know they've got their real name out there, they've got their you know their, their face, their their voice, and they just say, "I'm just lonely." Right? I've been surrounded by hundreds and thousands of people, but I'm just very lonely. So, I think that's uh, that's something. I don't know. It seems like a sign of our times. It's it, I think it's a common feature, uh, and a lot of people have problems with that, but. Uh, but you just don't, you know, I mean, whom are you going to, uh, you know, whom are you going to c complain to, right? It's like, you, you know, if you're lonely, it's like, no, you know, like, you know, maybe everybody has the same issue, but uh, since nobody's close to uh, any, anybody else, then they're just sort of uh, alone with that. Uh, with that.